You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Rear Admiral Josh Schaefer. <laughs> That's two-star. You're not a yeah. Commodore, you're a two-star. two-star. So you're rear, rear. Rear. <laughs> my, my mom taught me that. Radam, Vadam, Adam, Fadam. So Rear Admiral. That's two. Okay. <laughs> I always forget your mom was in the Navy. She was. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I picked up from her besides really liking really old coffee <laughs> that's been boiling all day is how to know what the order of the admirals is. <laughs> I still don't know. Rear Admiral, uh, Rear Admiral, Vice Admiral, Admiral, and Fleet Admiral. Huh. Star Trek do that too? Uh, yeah, actually, they do. They do the oh. same thing. They do some weird things, and we can actually. This will actually introduce us into it because in the cage and menagerie, or mm-hmm. specifically the menagerie, which was the yeah. taking the cage, um, a Pike is introduced as a fleet captain, which is not a rank that actually exists in anything. Yeah. 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 I can be a captain of a fleet. Yeah, fleet captain. I don't know. It's. I. I would assume it's. You've been put in charge of a group of ships for a specific mission, but you're not actually an admiral yet. So it's it's like a field kind of thing, uh, a field rank, but it's still dumb because it doesn't actually exist. Yeah, it makes no sense. No, no. It's like sergeant versus sergeant at arms, neither of which are in this. But like, it's you're aren't you the? It's, shouldn't that be the same thing? But it's not quite. But it is. But yeah, it's dumb. You know, I have arms. <laughs> yeah. But then, of course, if you look at it, Star Trek is filled up with people, but you go from cadet to ensign. Yeah. There's no petty officers in there at art. No one is an unenlisted person. Yeah. Or no one is a un, um. Everyone's well, on an the officer. Sh- it's on the ships, though. Everyone's an officer. Well, but there's... Look, Don't they have a military force? They might, but you never see it on the show. <laughs> the only person who is yeah. unranked in the entirety of all the Star Trek shows is, is sadly... What? Wesley? O'Brien. <laughs> I thought he had a rank. He has a rank on Next Generation, but when he goes over to um, when he goes over to Deep Space Nine, he has a single circle, single pip without a fill in. He's an unenlisted unenl- instead of not. That's an right. I forgot yeah. about that. He's just an enlisted uh, guy. Uh, so that the second that Nog goes to the academy and becomes an ensign, I for- he outranks yeah. O'Brien. Yeah. I wonder what did they ever explain why that happened. I'm just assuming it's because he didn't go to the academy and was just picked up, but they don't like despite putting in the show, they never explain the continuity about why that's the case. Huh. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about Star Trek in case you didn't know for this podcast. <laughs> There's only one O'Brien. <laughs> the reason we're bringing up Star Trek uh is because Strange New Worlds just finished its first season run. And it's funny to look at Strange New Worlds and bitch about Star Wars and how it's Always focused on the same era and everything. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed Strange New Worlds, despite it being set seven years before the original series. You know, honestly, Star Trek has only been in, like, one section of history, really. Well, they have... Okay, so they have four eras so far, not counting Kelvin. Yeah. But they do have four eras. Uh, Enterprise, which mm-hmm. no one likes. Uh and, but it does at least help to document the rise of the Federation yeah. before the Federation existed. The original series era, which mm. expands through the movies and yeah. also includes two seasons of Discovery and now Strange New Worlds. They have the Next Generation era mm-hmm. and all the shows and shit that came with that. And then they have the distant future of two seasons of Discovery. The third and fourth season of Discovery take place 300 years in the future. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was thinking Voyager for some reason. I was no. like, what? No. no. Discovery. Discovery, yeah. Discovery. So they do have four eras. They are actually willing to do more exploration. And 
that is something that when people bitch about, like, well, Star Trek doesn't move beyond the same eras, which is kind of true. You then have Discovery, who decided, let's jump 300 years in the future and actually tell something 200 years forward of every, anything we've seen. So there is actually new material. Yeah, and I like Discovery. I know it's, a lot of people don't like it. but It's better now than it was in first season. First season was a little too stylized, although their uh, Groundhog's Day episode was super cool. It was. I think that was the only episode of that season I liked. I, so my issue with the... F- We're supposed to be talking Strange New Worlds, but let's talk about talk, talk Discovery. And I know we've mentioned this before, but Michael Burnham was set mm-hmm. up as an unenlisted person. Yeah. A prisoner who's put on a ship and is just going to work but has no rank. And everyone hates her. And they took care of that whole plot line a single season. Yeah. It should have been longer. I agree with that. Especially since the show is all about her. <laughs> yeah. But what I like about Strange New Worlds is, one, it's not all about one character. Pike may be the captain, but we get episodes about everyone. It has definitely like an old school Deep Space Nine feel to it. It does. Which, it does. as you know, that's both of our favorites. Uh-huh. So. It's fresh and interesting. It, it d- doesn't mind referencing like the last episode yeah. of the first season is kind of a side remake of an original series show with a different outcome to it, which is cool. Yeah. But um, they at least didn't decide to set it in like an old looking set for like they did with the, the Tribbles remake episode. From Jeez, yeah, I was actually which, just thinking about that one too. <laughs> yeah, which while I appreciate what they did because they had a very specific view they were doing to stitch yeah. the characters into the show, I like how Discovery updates the tech mm-hmm. while still kind of referencing the old tech. Yeah. Like, there's a... Not Discovery, uh, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I know what up, you mean. Updates yeah. it. It's... The show is very smartly constructed in trying to update while still keeping within continuity mm-hmm. and yet tell its own stories. Yeah. Like, a show that has Spock and Uhura on it should not, like, feel fresh and interesting and yet somehow the show does yeah. and then on our last episode we talked about disney plus and how yeah. it's just kind of meh yeah i find myself watching a lot of paramount like, i find myself watching a lot of the star trek on paramount well, <laughs> there's other things on, well psych is on there too i watched psych. I, I tried watching the halo show and that was awful oh, oh why did you god. do that well it was there and it got hype and i'm like let's see oh, it oh my god it was bad it did not i could not get past the first episode I, I got five minutes into the second episode. I'm like, wow, it really isn't going to pick up. No, it? No. It <laughs> no, like it's so bad. I think I've seen Morbius more times. <laughs> Why aren't we doing a podcast on Morbius then? <laughs> <laughs> it's Morbin time. <laughs> Let's all morb, <laughs> but not Halo. No, no, no. But I, I, I watched um, Evil for a little while. Oh, yeah. there. it it lost me. Yeah, uh, Rutherford Falls. Is on Paramount Plus, I think, right? All right, I don't know. That's a good one. Is it? Mm-hmm. All right. But Star Trek. But Star Trek. But Star Trek. Not everything that Paramount has put Star Trek-wise on the network has <laughs> Picard. been good. Picard, yeah. Picard. Yeah, Picard is, ob- is like... So say what you will about Voyager or Enterprise or the second of the Kelvin movies. Wow, Picard is the biggest bomb I've ever seen from the, the continuity. Well, I I honestly like all the Kelvin movies. Yeah. I don't know what it is about them. I, I think it's like just... The second one. The second one is... Oh, yeah, the con one. Yeah. yeah. I like the third one enough. Oh, yeah. First and third are great. And the third s- is just a fun, stupid movie. Yeah. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. You like classical music? <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> it was so bad. But it was enjoyable. Yeah. 
like in, in its own kind of goofy, like puppy dog kind of way. It was just sort of fun movie. Yeah, which is what the original series was—just stupid, stupid tropes. And that's, I think, that's the thing that I appreciate about what Strange New Worlds did is it's not trying to say that anything in the original series was bad. Yeah. Like there were shows in the original series where they'd meet like space gods or Ugh. giant space babies or weird things, and there are a lot of Greeks and Romans live in yeah, space. They're objectively bad stories yeah there's a lot of bad shit in the original series just storytelling wise but strange the world still managed to reference it they had an episode where a comet is worshipped like a god and may or may not have actually been a god and you're sitting going oh my god they just did an original series episode (laughs) like they actually did it and pulled it off yeah how (laughs) good writing good writing and directing yeah and like, the cast is phenomenal. There's a couple of episodes of the season that didn't really work for me. The one where the kid is somehow supposed to power all of society. That's because they they failed on the don't use a kid as the main focus ever. Yeah, well, it just felt like a bad Outer Limits episode. Not even... Not, not even, even a Twilight Zone, Zone Outer yeah, Limits. Outer yeah. Limits, yeah. Just a bad Outer Limits episode. Um, and then the one where... All the characters basically get stuck in a holodeck simulation that isn't one the Elysian Fields episode. That yeah. one, that one that was one bad was, too. I don't like. Uh, I like the concept of the holodeck, but I uh-huh. feel like every time there's an episode that's about the holodeck, it's just like, oh come on. It's like, like I get that they were they were trying to like finish up the 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 daughter's storyline. Not yeah. that she was much of a character. She wasn't. They needed to end it somehow. They, yeah, but it just the way they handled it. I know people online raved about that episode. I, I think thought it was meh. The performances were amusing, yeah. but nothing that happened there really mattered. No, and that it, was my issue. It was it. very meh. Yeah, it was a filler episode. Yeah, but beyond like that's two episodes out of ten, and even oh, those, were there only ten? Yeah, yeah, there was. But mm. even those two weren't bad. Bad. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of good stuff in them. It was just like it didn't really rise to the level of the other eight episodes yeah, it's to. like it, those those two episodes kind of yeah. got like a b plus a minus next to a b minus b the holodeck one definitely i feel was the, a b the holodeck was kind of a c episode yeah. I, I it was like i was i was doing writing the whole time because it just wasn't hooking me yeah but i also hate the holodeck I like yeah. i love it but ever since I saw Community's Dreamatorium, <laughs> like nothing compares <laughs> to that so <laughs> Well, it's, it's always the thing of, like, with with any holodeck episode, it's, oh, no, we're trapped in here. We're going to have to figure out what the plot of it is so we can escape. And this yeah. one, even though it wasn't a holodeck episode, it was a It had followed the same storyline. Yeah. It was just... They, the bullets are real. Yeah. Oh, my God, look, there's Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Great acting, sir. Stuart. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just. But I'm excited for like I, I was very hesitant because like I love Star Trek and I think yeah. we were talking about it a couple of years, two three years ago when we were talking about how it's like why does Star Wars get all the cool stuff? Why yeah. where's all the Star Trek stuff? Yeah, and it's kind of flipped. Yeah, yeah. But what sucks though is that Paramount Plus, the only people I know that have Paramount Plus are other people who are Trekkies. Yeah, and it's that's a very all insular community. Yeah, yeah, and. They don't have Disney money, which is fine. I don't need Disney money, but... Well, it's funny, because the people I know that want to watch Paramount Plus watch it for two reasons. Star Trek or South Park. It's Star Trek or South Park are the big yeah. things that are on there right now. And it's 
Like, I'm sure there's some overlap between the two. But it's funny that you mentioned the last episode as a joke, but still, yeah. that the there seems to be a lot of overlap between the Star Wars fans and the MRA fans. Yeah. <laughs> the MRA dudes. They're very super conservative and hate anything that's liberal-leaning. Now, there are some people that bitch about Star Trek being liberal-leaning now, which I'm like, go back and watch the original series. It's all right? liberal-leaning. My father-in-law was talking yeah. about how woke it is, and I'm like, what's yeah. woke about it? Yeah. Like, literally... This the have, original series was way more quote unquote woke than yeah. what this is. Yeah, have you uh, the the episode where the the guys that are painted black and white in one direction hate the races of the other guys that are painted black and white in the other? Do you not get how that's an allegory for racism? Right? What like, about when Kirk straight up open mouth kissed uh, Uhura on TV? She liked it. Oh, <laughs> oh your girdle, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log five. This place my two pain girdle and cannot cannot leave. Oh, Oh, Mr. Science Zero 3000. It's interesting to think about that. Like, if you want to pair something up with South Park, this was the point I was trying to Mm -hmm. make. I would pair Star Wars. I would feel like the people that watch the MRA dudes that watch South Park, even though they're missing the point of South Park, are the same people that Star Wars is courting right now. They're the people I would think would be super excited that there's a new Beavis and Butthead movie. I'm like, excited about that. Uh, okay, I haven't watched but, it yet. But the people that are excited for Star Trek aren't the South Park guys. They mm-hmm. probably, more than likely, aren't the Beavis and Butthead guys. They are, if anything, the Daria people. So, yeah. Which is, it's always been weird to me, too, now that you mentioned uh, South Park. Yeah. Because South Park is one of the most liberal-leaning shows that I've seen. And they it don't is. even try to, it's not like yeah. Rick and Morty. where It's very it's... libertarian. Because the dudes that write it are libertarian. Are they? Yes. I thought they were... Trey Parker and Matt Stone are libertarian. Oh, I thought they were yeah. democratic socialists because they were Bernie supporters. Well... They can support Bernie because of some of the things that he says, but they've come out and said that they're libertarians. Oh, yeah, weird. But it is it is at times liberal. It is at times kind of weirdly conservative in some of its opinions. Yeah, which you can see how it's libertarian in that respect. Yeah, but yeah. but some of the stuff they do is like the whole QAnon episodes. <laughs> like it's like you guys are missing the point. Like I had friends, well, acquaintances on Facebook that are no longer acquaintances that were like, "This South Park episode gets it." Like they're making fun of you. That. The satire on South Park can be really weird sometimes and not always be obvious. And I guess maybe that's the thing about the original series is maybe the uh, Star Trek. The storytelling is old enough that people don't equate it to the modern era anymore and they don't see the political allegory of what's going on. I I feel like it was pretty ham-fisted. Well, yeah, it is. but It wasn't like Twilight Zone where you had to think about it for a second. It was... It's like you said, I'm half black and half white. That guy's half white and half black. I hate him. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Oh. What does the space baby really say about <laughs> There was a planet of Nazis. There was a Nazi planet. And then there was a Roman planet that was like the Nazi planet. How much <laughs> how much more Are we talking Westworld now? Like <laughs> I don't even know. Today on Josh has an intimate an, an rant. Or <laughs> I don't know the, the whole people saying it like like Star Trek's too woke, rant. incoherent rant. Yeah, the the wokeness thing just 
irritates I me. Get, I get you. Well, but especially when with shows that were were quote unquote woke yeah. <laughs> since its conception. Yeah. Except for I'm sorry, uh, I don't think Ronberry had a lot of respect for his own peoples, but the Jews. The, yeah. yeah. The Ferengi. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But well. The okay, Frankie were introduced in like one of the early episodes. They were bad, but he Roddenberry wasn't really with the show when the Frankie were fleshed out. Oh, okay. To be even more racist, even though they tried to redeem them, but they didn't. But they did. But they didn't. Deep Space Nine, I think, got some redemption. Some, but they're still. uh... To redeem them, they basically had to have characters not act like Frankie, like Nog and Rom. So. Now that you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> but, so, while we're talking about Star Trek, um, my wife wants to play my another wife. Star Trek game at some point. Yes. Which, and she really, like, there's a meme that's going around. Are you about talking about the, the RP one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my, there's that meme going around about the Klingon counselor. <laughs> and she really wants to be a Klingon counselor. But there's an episode of Next Generation that I've been seeing clips of on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, this is a long story to get to where I'm nice. going. So there's clips on YouTube of like Data being put in charge of a small ship for a fleet. So he's captain of the ship. And like the guy that was in the lieutenant commander that was in charge of the ship, he doesn't want to work with Data because he doesn't think a android would be a make a good captain. And he's like, you wouldn't expect a Klingon to be a counselor or a Betazoid to do this or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, now I want to do an entire RPG of like the wrong races <laughs> being in things. We should do that. I have all the books. I know. I'll, I'll, I backed it on Kickstarter. I'll play anytime you want. But it's like, she wants to be the Klingon counselor. I want to be the Betazoid engineer. Who just puts <laughs> Feels. His head, yeah. I feel. Puts, puts his head against the warp core. like, T- show me how you're feeling today, baby. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but I just envisioned a f- like a fern gully thing. Can't you feel its pain? How's how, uh, engineer? How's the ship doing? It's angry. Can't you tell? <laughs> no. So, if I ran that game, I would allow you. I, I would allow it because uh, you know it has to be a empathic uh, thing. But yeah. it's like, no, yeah, yeah. The the engineer would totally feel the ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the engineers I'd on Star Trek it. practically do anyway. So Are you tell me Jordy didn't cream his pants every time he had to climb up in the warp cores? Yeah, I mean, and even the Orville, which is basically Star Trek without Star Trek, does the same damn thing. They just the the, the people oh, the on the Orville's ship. So good. Oh, it is, it is. So, which I hate because I I don't want to like Seth MacFarlane. He's not. That's the thing. Like, he's not I, Seth MacFarlane in this show. Though. I hate some of the stuff he's done, but I also get the vibe that once he starts something. He kind of wanders away from it after a while and just takes an executive producer credit and gets distracted yeah. by something else. Like the first couple seasons of Family Guy are completely different from where Family Guy is now. Yeah, I like the yeah. earlier Family Guy for sure. Yeah, it was all oh, it's more tolerable. Yeah, so and like there's some stuff he does is bad, like A Million Ways to Die in the West. What I love that movie. Ted, well, Ted uh, has Ted has that asshole in it, and I'm not talking about Mark Seth Wahlberg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this generation's Mel Gibson. <laughs> You mean it's a hate crime to hate Vietnamese people? And and kick the shit out of them? Yeah, yes. What? what? No. I'm from the Funky Bunch. But you can't have the Funky Bunch without Marky Mark. You just have a, a, a small group of funky people. <laughs> it's not a bunch until you have enough of them. And that's why where the village people came from. <laughs> they weren't enough for it to be a village bunch. See, now yeah. we've established. No, yeah. but like I like the Orville. I like, I, I like where it's at right now now that it's back. 
Um, yes. We've kind of wandered way off from Strange New Worlds, but... Well, we were going to fill a 15-minute episode with just talking about Strange New Worlds. I would, because Captain Pike's dreamy. <laughs> he is. His eyes piercing. So I gotta tell you, I did not expect to like Anson Mount as Captain Pike nearly as much as I did, because the thing I saw with him before that was in Humans. He was Black Bolt. Oh, crap, he was. He was, and wow, did that show do him dirty. Yeah, I didn't yeah. put... I don't, I don't know if I ever realized that. Yeah. It did him dirty. Because, yeah, I love the Inhumans. And that show was that trash. That show was trash. It was trash. I made it three episodes in and couldn't finish you it. You know, it's a long... I like, like, when you have a character whose entire superpower is to control her hair, <laughs> and they don't have hair yeah, for I, no reason. And it's supposed to be indestructible hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's bad. What? Yeah. This The whole show was bad. But Anson Mount got a good show with Strange yeah. New Worlds. Like, Seth MacFarlane finally has a good show with the Orville. It's amazing how Star Trek will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it gave uh, it gave us Thor, Star Trek did. Yeah, Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Got, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, but it does show that you shouldn't push it too far. Once you've done your time, don't try and do it again, Picard. Picard. <laughs> yeah, that was... I'm surprised Anthony... Stewart or Patrick Anthony Stewart, <laughs> wrong person. Wrong person. Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart yeah. signed off on that because he's usually, I feel like, a little bit more selective. No, they like had that. to have cut a huge check is or he, something. Is he selective though? I mean, he was in Life Force. Uh, that's that vampire one, <laughs> Naked right? Vampire yeah. space vampire movie. Yeah, that that's... movie was weird. <laughs> and and he was in and Dune. erotic. <laughs> <laughs> and he had a rat tail mullet thing in Dune. <laughs> Hard to envision for Patrick Stewart, but it's yeah, true. It's yeah. true. It's Go true. back and watch it. <laughs> My wife loves that movie, so I've seen it more than once. Naked Vampires. I mean, not that one. I'm talking about Dune. Oh, okay. Not. not I, mean, I was gonna give your your wife credit for Naked Space Vampires. I mean, there's worse movies to like. <laughs> I like The Howling. So <laughs> she likes white chicks. So <laughs> <laughs> that movie. She made me watch it, and I was like, Terry Crews is in this. I'd rather watch Picard. <laughs> I don't know. But Picard's longer. <laughs> it's really unbearable. My God. I've done two seasons of that show, and I just wish I hadn't. I couldn't get past I couldn't get past the first season. Like Everyone's yeah. like, watch the, tell like the third or fourth episode, and it picks up. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it gets worse. It, yeah. yeah. The first couple episodes of the show are good. And then it gets worse. Yeah, there was, and I can't remember who did this, but there's a super cut on YouTube yeah. where it was like, watch first season of Picard to yeah. get caught up or something. Yeah. So I watched it five minutes long. I feel like I watched the whole season. Yeah. I'm good. It's not a lot. Of, and that's a problem with that. Not a lot happens. It's like when you watch Discovery. They don't really tell independent episodes on Discovery. Yeah. It's all about the long, long storyline. And yet... At the same time, most of what they do for the season doesn't really matter. No. No. I like Discovery up to a point, but it is nowhere near as good as just straight episodic Star Trek. It's why I like Strange New Worlds. Mm -hmm. It's why I like The Orville. It's why I like Lower Decks. Those ones know how to do episodic storytelling that makes you care. Yeah. And I think now that you mention it, I think you mentioned this before too, but I think that's where Discovery kind of... Stasis. I kind of like the monster of the week Star Trek over the just. Well, and I don't mind the idea of a 
long continuous storyline. Buffy did it all the time as did mm. Angel. But they were smart enough to interlace those storylines with Monster of the Week things that actually made you interested in the individual yeah. episodes. But they're wasting so much money that they don't have probably the resources for that or something. Well, and that's why I liked of all the Discovery episodes, the one that I can talk about and like think back and be like, oh, this is a good episode was the time loop episode yeah. from the first season because that was a self-contained storyline that didn't affect anything around it. Which was amazing. It was great. And I think... Their Mirror well, Universe episode was cool too in the first season. But I also... I'm a whore for the Mirror Universe I, I was until they just kept doing shit with it. Like... The Enterprise one? That one was good. That yes. one was good. When they changed up their, the intro and stuff? Oof. Discovery came out, and then Orville came out soon around that point as well. And mm-hmm. you could see Paramount was sitting there going, hmm, they're on to something that we probably should have done. So while they did Picard, which is bad and serialized, they also introduced Lower Decks. Which is awesome. introduced Strange New Worlds. They introduced Prodigy, but no one cares about Prodigy. It wasn't, like, we watched it because of the kids. It was okay. It's fine. It's very much a Nickelodeon show. Yeah. Like, despite it having Janeway on it, if it didn't have Star Trek theming, you wouldn't even think it was a Star Trek show. Yeah, that's my yeah. issue with it. If they weren't on the Star Trek ship... It not, could be anything could be and anything. not be Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. It could have been Star Wars thing for all you know. Yeah, they could... Oh, the Millennium Viper. Oh, yeah. look at that. And yeah, it would it would be the same kind of damn thing. Yeah. A holographic Han Solo is gruff at them and <laughs> tells them to do things. <laughs> my God, why are you on my ship? I just want to be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Because I thought it was gearing up for them to be actual cadets, like cadets but yeah. it, it never happened. Yeah. So, but like, yeah. you could see that like Paramount was, some of the people at Paramount were going, man, this is, the Orville's actually doing what we should be doing. So they've done some shows that match that and yeah. given fans what they actually wanted. Yep. So to bring it back to Strange New Worlds, what I appreciate is the episodic storytelling. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they have enough characters on the show that aren't tied up in future continuity that we can care what happens to them. The first officer mm-hmm. who we never got to see past the cage originally. Um, security officer who's somehow related to Khan, but isn't really. So it's not like they're just doing the Khan storyline again. Yeah. Like there's enough other characters that they add stakes to the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, it's a tragedy. Uh-huh. Eventually. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting because we just know that something happens to Pike. We, we never don't know actually what. get to see what. Yeah. yeah. So, actually filling that up. And that's that's something that's like, this is an era of the show that isn't really known. Yeah. We know the Spock survives through it, and Uhura survives through it. We don't know anything else about this era. So, despite the fact that it's tied to enter- or a yeah. TV ritual series, it's fresh and interesting. Yeah. So, we can do new stories that actually just matter. Yeah. Just and not with Romulans. No. they don't get introduced for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I- they were always my least favorite villain. Another. Uh, Ferengi. The Ferengi. Uh, like, as mm, a villain, the Ferengi are yeah. terrible. I, I always forget that they were villains for a while. They were. They were just yeah. bad. They were yeah. just little space scavengers. Like, yeah. the, the. Yeah. Like, way to make pirates not cool, right. Star Trek. Right. Then they made the pirates cool and started yeah. changing the world. So it was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Anyway. <laughs> Anything else? I don't know. Star Trek's pretty cool. Got, got to figure out who, like, the other characters on this theoretical ship we're going to be running on. I know. I have the ship design, though, remember? I yeah, designed one that was pretty good looking, so we'll have we to use that a... at some point. Stupid COVID. 
All right, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G, darting off into a future sector of the universe. I am Mike Finkelstein. I'm, ooh, there's my girdle and my toupee. <laughs> we will see you next time. Thank you.